Enjoy that. What is up, everyone? Welcome to Amplify Podcast. Uh, two of my buddies in today, my good friends, Joey Piacek and Dalton Souter. Uh, go ahead and introduce yourself for the people not listening briefly. Uh, yeah, my name is Joey Piacek. Um, played ball at West Virginia and uh, now a retired athlete. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about that a little bit. I'm a retired athlete as well. I'm Dalton Souter. I uh, went to Lee Summit High School. I uh, went to play school, uh, school ball at Furman University. And now enjoying the retired life. Yeah, so the reason I wanted these two on is uh, because they're not going to boast and, and tell you how much of studs they were playing soccer, but they were, and I think they can provide a lot of value for, for uh, you soccer, young soccer players listening. Uh, were very successful growing up playing soccer in high school and playing at the next level. So we're going to have a good conversation here, and they are my good buddies, so this should be pretty good. Uh, but I want to start talking about, because you guys grew up playing together, and uh, we had so many great soccer athletes at our high school. So what was the best part about playing together, just growing up and in high school, before you went off your separate ways? Yeah, I mean, I think the first thing is, like, uh, when we were really young, <clears throat> me and Joey used to play against each other. Yeah. And so I used to actually hate his guts <laughs> when we were probably about 10. Um, and then that started to change. Uh, we both linked back up. Uh, at Sporting KC, uh, played together there for a few years, and then my freshman year we got to play uh, one year together at Lee Summit when Joey was a sophomore under Coach Weavengay. So I mean that was that was a cool experience, but just to be able to experience both like playing club with him and high school, I think was something because they're two kind of different sort of styles. I mean, high school soccer compared to the academy is like. Yeah, it was night and day. It was, it was. I think it was more enjoyable because there was like less stress, less pressure. Yeah, it was, it was like being around with friends. all the boys yeah, that you yeah. go to school with. Like you get out of class and you go to practice. Yeah, and it's like what's up, dude? Like what's going on? Yeah. And when you got to the academy, it was like strictly business. Um, you know, like everybody there wanted to be a pro athlete, and like so you get the break of like that stress and pressure of like saying like I have to become an athlete or a pro athlete at like 15 years old. You know, like, that was, like, a thought that went through my mind a lot when I was a kid. I was like, yeah. I got to make this happen quick because, like, I'm, I don't want to miss my opportunity. And, yeah, going back before, like, we used to, like, not like each other at all. Like, me and him, <laughs> Woody, who's, like, one of our best friends, too. Um, so it was just funny to, like, grow through there, then go to school together, become best friends, play together, and then, like, be able to train together and do stuff like that. I mean, yeah, because that has to build some fucking chemistry, too, playing that long with each other. And, like, you can talk some shit to your friends and bring it like a competitive aspect that you can't really to people you're not used to playing with or don't know as yeah. well. By the time we got to like the high school level, there was what me, you, Eric, and Jake. Like we've been yeah. playing together forever now. And I was like, like I could be on the other side of the field and I know exactly what they're going to do or where the ball is going. Is. It just makes yeah. things so much it's easier. It's a brotherhood. It yeah. really is. So playing in high school, who was the most competitive high school team y'all played? It would have been your junior year, your senior year, Joey, because that's when you guys uh, I mean, probably Rockhurst, yeah, right? Rockhurst, I mean, or those guys basically. West was really into their high school ball. Yeah, West like. was. Yeah, West was here into it. But yeah, I, I mean, I'd say between those two, really, Rockhurst was always stacked. But. Yeah, it's because they, you know, they can like almost recruit kids. They like they almost build a team because that's not like a district. Yeah, yeah. You know, kids just go there for for other reasons. Um, some just to play high school sports. You know, obviously it's changed a lot. Like high school sports at least in the soccer realm isn't 
as big as it used to be. It used to be, no. like, the top-notch thing, and now it's the Academy. Um, hmm. But Rockhurst was, like, they were the But worst. we had talent, too. I mean, Lee Summit. I mean, oh, we yeah. had Dude, that's me, what I'm you, saying. Eric, Darby, Woody, like... My what? brother. I mean, there were, we had we had talent. Will Kowski. Yeah. No, we should. We, we were a team <laughs> that should have won state with the caliber of players yeah. that we have. But like, we were immature. We were we really were immature. immature. You look at some of our practices, man. Like, I mean, I was a fifteen-year-old kid, yeah. which is crazy to think about. But I mean, I especially. Yeah, we were just. We, we were just, just didn't take it serious. We were just young kids, didn't really know. Yeah, we really didn't, because like I said, like it was almost that break. Yeah. For us. So like for us. Winning really, I mean, like, obviously, like, I hate losing, but winning wasn't, like, as big of a deal at that point to me because, like, I was, like, finally, like, I just get to be a kid and play again with, like, no stress. There was no pressure. Yeah. yeah there's None. no pressure. <laughs> well, Dalton, I'm going to start asking you some questions. You mentioned Rockers. You ended up being teammates with someone in college from Rockers. Yeah. What was his name? I don't Kyle McClagan. Kyle McClagan, okay. Yeah, yeah. He's a stud, too, as far as I know. So Yeah, he's playing in Denmark right now. Damn, okay. Uh, yeah, he's he's enjoying in Denmark right now. So. Well, Joey, I'm sorry you didn't get to experience this, but Dalton, uh, your senior year, Joey is a year older than us, so he's a class above us. Uh, what was the experience like playing in a state championship game? That's something I wish I could have done in football, which yeah. we were close, but that's not something that – all high school athletes get to experience yeah so I mean it was it was um, I don't even know really how to describe it because I mean going into the season I mean we didn't really have we won a district title the year before which we shouldn't have won um, I mean playing against North we were just the underdog and then so going into the next year I mean we had high high hopes high expectations but um, you know nothing to the extent of a state championship at all yeah um, so, I mean, going through that season, it was just kind of like game by game. You're just going to grind it out um, and then finally getting into playing it. You know, I think just going into the game carefree, none of us, like I said, there was really no pressure on us. Yeah. So we were just out there having fun. And, I mean, we were clicking. We were clicking at the right time. So And that's a huge deal for a high school. Like, you know, you got the whole school behind your back, especially yeah. at least some high school. We were hyped about it. Yeah, and it was in Missouri, too. I mean, it was at Blue Springs South. So, I mean, we had a, we had a pretty good, you know, turnout and – like I said, it was a crazy game going into PKs, nil-nil throughout the entire game. and then Yeah, you guys won by coming, PKs. Yeah, literally coming down, to, That's to PKs, coming down to one shot. Um, Roman Pena, shout out. But, yeah, <laughs> got the ring, man. So then postseason, uh, obviously you won Gatorade Player of the Year, which is a huge reward that kind of tops my Powerade Player of the Week, not me. <laughs> but... Uh, uh, so, how, how did you find out that you're nominated for Gatorade Player of the Year? Have you been doing that for a while for soccer players, or how, how does that yeah, work? Yeah, so, um, I think I actually, I had no idea. I didn't even find out from, from Coach Weavengay. I just, uh, I think in the hallway, I was just walking to class one time in Falkenberry. John Falkenberry, the principal, uh, just pulled me over, and he was like, hey, man, I got some good news. Like, you know, you're, you're going to be Missouri Gatorade Player of the Year. And I was just like, okay. I mean, it was after the season and everything. So yeah. I wonder if they I mean, knew during pretty, the season. They just didn't want to. Yeah, like, I, I think they they might have. And I think us, like I said, I mean, it's obviously being a team sport. I mean, there's no way I win that award without winning a state championship. I yeah. Think. So, I mean, winning the state championship, I mean, after that, that's when all the accolades come. I mean, it's, it's all about the teammates, really. So, despite, like, you all winning a state championship your senior year, uh, what what do you feel you did maybe different during your season senior season to be able to achieve that like yeah anything different I there? think a lot of it's just commitment really? and just the camaraderie with the team I mean we kind of
kind of build sort of a, I mean, every Sunday we got together and we hung out as a team. And so I think just hanging out as a team and then just like in the off season, I mean, that's when all the work is really being put in. I mean, just in the weight room and, you know, staying, staying after practice, getting extra reps, everything like that, all that just kind of comes, uh, plays a big, big part come November. So after your senior season, what was your recruiting process like and what made you choose, uh, Furman University. Yeah, so I mean, I was actually already committed before before my senior season uh, started. So um, I was going to like camps and um, you know going there to visit. I actually took a visit there like during the season. So um, I think just having like a commitment before the season started and just knowing like where I was going to be, kind of was like a huge kind of relief for me. Just knowing where I'm going. Um, and not having to worry about that and just worry about, like, the season at hand. So. Were you reaching out to schools or were they coming in? How does that, uh, I football? mean, it was a little bit of both, yeah. Okay. I mean, you got to do a little of... bit of homework on your own, you know, kind of research, you know, do you want to stay in state or do you want to go? I mean, me and Joey both, you know, I you know, I think he wanted to go away and I wanted to go away. So I think going to, like, a different state and to a school that, you know, you don't, you're not going to know as many people is kind of something, you know, that I – was looking for so Furman University Division One. What conference is it in? Yeah, it's the Southern Conference. Okay. Yeah. What was uh, being a freshman like there? Oh, uh, it was weird. I mean, so I tore my ACL um, in the All American game. Uh, that was in December, and then I had to get fit by uh, late July, early August for preseason. Um, so that was a pretty big change. I mean, learning how to walk again, basically. I mean, Joey can speak to that as well. Um, but being a freshman, it's completely different. I mean, obviously a senior, you know, you're the top dog and then freshman, you kind of got to just keep your head down and listen to some of the some of the old guys and just take in as much information as possible. And when did you earn the starting role? Like, was that? Uh, yeah, so I mean, I didn't get it right away. Um, it took probably like three or four games, um, you know, just hard work and just asking questions and just listening to, to some of the older guys, you know, ahead of me. And then I think the fourth game of the season, we were playing Clemson at home, and that was my first start. Um, and that was just the speed of play and just the physicality. It's, it's night and day compared to, compared to high school. All right, well, I want you to leave them with this. What is your biggest piece of advice for a – High school soccer team wanting to win a state championship or even just get there. Yeah, um, I mean, I, like I said, I think it all starts, <clears throat> you know, in, in the off season. you know, summer workouts, it's huge, you know, going to the gym, getting bigger, getting stronger, getting faster, and then just the camaraderie. I mean, you got to yeah. be, you know, you got to be cool with your teammates. You got to know kind of their tendencies and the chemistry, just playing together because a lot of like our state championship run was you know, kind of a nucleus with like some of the same, you know, five, six guys that we won a district title with. So just becoming close with those guys and, you know, creating a brotherhood is something that, that'll go a long way. Oh, yeah. And by the way, tell them what position you play. I don't know if you mentioned uh, that. Center back. Center yeah. back. Okay, yeah. cool. Different from JoJo. <laughs> Joey, what position do you play? Have you played? Uh, I play the eight, which like in soccer, it's a center mid, just like box to box. So you kind of all over the place. You can find yourself covering guys at left back, right back. You can find yourself shifting into the defensive end. You can find yourself up front. You know, really, you take yourself and you're, you're literally box to box. You're finding yourself all over the pitch. Cool. Well, I saw some accolades. Uh, finished number one in West Virginia history with 35 career assists, 21 game-winning points. And uh, so the MAC player of the year, all-MAC first team. That's some cool shit, man. Congrats on that. Yeah, thanks. Man. And uh, drafted in the fourth round of the 2019 MLS 
draft by the New York Red Bulls. Honestly, I don't watch the MLS, so I have no idea who the fuck that team is. But uh, what I do know is being drafted to play professional sports is a big deal. So uh, I first want to talk about what was your recruiting process like your senior year or junior year, whenever you started yeah, getting recruited. I think, I don't know. I thought it was, it was kind of odd because I knew almost nothing about college soccer. I was like, like it was like walking to a blank state. I knew it was like a big deal to go play, but I didn't know anything about like, who was the best teams? Who like who was known for being like an Alabama football? Like, who was that in soccer? You know, I yeah. didn't know. Um, and so, you know, do a little research. Um, who was it? Who is the Alabama of soccer? Uh, I would probably say you look at teams like Wake Forest, North Carolina, yeah. Chapel Hill, uh, UCLA. UCLA. Yeah, they've much. fallen off lately. Duke is a really good program. Kentucky's a good one. East Coast, I'd say. Yeah, the East Coast. Sounds like This it. year, the East Coast ran it. I think there was only like two or three California teams that even made the tournament this year. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, the East Coast, we really we really put it down this year. ACC is probably like for soccer, like SEC yeah. football, I'd yeah. say. Yeah, I would say that too. Um, but yeah, no, I just, I still played in the academy. I made the, the choice to quit playing high school soccer after my sophomore year and stay in the academy. Um, Shit, I didn't know that. Yeah, so I, I, uh, I really felt like I had a chance to go pro maybe before college. Um, I was, you know, like 14, 15 years old. I remember I had to call Gay and ask him if it was okay to be late to my freshman year tryouts because I was traveling with Sporting KC's reserve team to Houston to go play in like a pro match. And I was like, I think I'm that close, you know, so I'm going to go take this opportunity. Ended up, uh, we were in Texas uh, playing against Vancouver Whitecaps, another MLS academy, and West Virginia was out there. I really didn't know much about him at all and ended up uh, getting a phone call from this guy named Chad who, who no longer is with the program. Um, but he talked me into coming out there and like the facilities were unbelievable. Coach was awesome. Uh, team camaraderie was great. So, you know, that was the fit for me. That's a big thing too, I feel like coach. Like oh, the biggest, yeah, dude. The biggest Whoever, thing. Whoever I mean, I you think. gotta do like if you don't like the coach, then don't go to that school. Yeah. I mean you gotta Bro, yeah. This yeah. is the guy who's literally gonna well, be Well yeah, you look at what you're doing for the next the next four to five years of yeah. your life where you're gonna be and you don't wanna transfer because it's a that's a big process. I've seen yeah. guys go through it. And like for me too, the biggest advice I could give is like don't worry if it's D one, D three, NAI. Yeah. We lost to a D2 college school in the spring, like playing against Charleston, um, who's a great program too. But like D3 schools can be D1 schools. You know, that's just a label yeah, of how big yeah. the school is. But find a find a coach and a program that's right for you. And that just happened to be uh, West Virginia for me. I would definitely like don't get don't get like caught up in like the oh D1. Yeah, thing. dude. Like, people like super that, easy. Like, there's some really super, good yeah. D2 schools out there. Like even like locally, like Rockhurst. Like yeah. I mean, that's a top D2 school, and they could easily compete with like some of the D1 schools. Yeah, like, like those like, kids that you see on Twitter putting like D1, all these offers. <clears throat> like fuck off. Like it's really not that cool of a thing, dude. Like, and I feel like soccer. It's kind of like baseball in the sense of the recruiting to play professional. There's like a lot of abundance and a lot of routes to go yeah. to yeah. be able to get exposed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so, like, yeah, of course, D1's your biggest platform to get exposed. Yeah. Like, that's, that's of course, that's the biggest one, but it's not the only pathway. Um, and you look at, like, 2% of all kids are going to go pro. So a lot of people got to be, like, realistic. And, like, it even hit me at my junior year because I just didn't have that good of a year. Like, it doesn't happen for everybody. Um, yeah. And for almost everybody, actually. So just go go somewhere that you're going to enjoy your time because it all comes to an end. Yeah. 
So did you? When did you start? When did you start uh, on West Virginia? I started the first game my freshman year. Um, played who we were playing St. Mary's, and I was so tired after like half <laughs> the game. I was like, dear God. Um, so what? I want to know what? How do you adapt a leadership role as like the young guy on the team? Because yeah. that could be kind of weird. Yeah, it was. It was actually really weird. Um, I came in and was playing over our team captain. I was. I took his position and. That was really weird for me, but I got to see him still lead from not being on the field. So I thought that was, like, cool to learn about. Uh, then, like, you know, there's a lot of responsibility. We were playing Virginia Tech, and there was, like, 3,500 people, a sold-out crowd. And I was like, dear, like, I just went from playing in front of nobody to this. Um, and, you know, there's just – there's older players that help you through it. That's part of the game, whether it's at the professional level, um, college, high school, like, the older guys, that's what—that's their job. They help you out. That takes some maturity too. Yeah. Know, especially in his position, getting his spot taken by an incoming freshman. Yeah. He's a captain, but still be able to lead. Yeah. Not, was, not a lot of people can do that. It was can a accept that. Cool thing to see. Um, then I just like ended up kind of having a blowout freshman year. Um, was able to be freshman of the year for my conference, and that like gave me a lot of confidence going forward from there. So when did you have your ACL injury? I had it. <laughs> Three days before preseason in my senior year. Senior year. And, uh, I mean, you both recovered fast as fuck. Like, yeah, I uh, – you, bo- you both touched on that. Like, what was the recovery process like? Like, I know so many soccer players get knee injuries, ACL injuries. Like, how would you all recover so fast? What was that process like? I mean, was yours ACL and meniscus? Or yeah, just- ACL meniscus and strained my MCL. I had – I forget what they call it, like the something of death. I don't know. The triple something. It sucks. Um yeah, that's a long process, man. It's a really long process. And mine was like... Mental process. Yeah, really dude. mental. Like, his was as he just got to college, so, like, that's like a big slap. You know, like, yeah. it's like you got to gear up for this thing that you don't know too much about. So his is probably a lot different from mine. Mine was my my year to try and play pro with all my boys that I would like, gone through so much stuff with at school. And, like, three days before for it to tear, like, I'd put in so much work. And I was like, damn. But it, it gave me a lot of motivation. No way I could have came back with that. Like, the trainer we had at school was, was like, top-notch. Yeah. Um, he was incredible. I probably, if needed, could have played in, like, eight months. I ended up holding off almost 13 months because there was no rush. Um, and my first game back, I was in Spain playing this summer and was against Villarreal's B team, which was, like, probably the biggest game I've ever played in. Um, it was just a friendly, but, it, like, it was, a, it was a really cool experience for, like, that to be the start of a really great thing coming forward after that cool yeah acl injuries too like usually it takes like a year it takes yeah it's a remember yeah it's a long i mean i was playing on it like after eight months but i mean after games it would be like extremely sore and like achy but like it takes it took like 12 months for mine to like completely feel jesus the (laughs) the biggest thing is like getting your muscle strength back like I'd try and flex my quad, and it's just like this flaccid muscle leg just sitting there and, like, yeah. couldn't do anything. I was like, why don't you work? Like, what's wrong with you? And, yeah, it was painful. I don't – what did they graft for you? I was patella tendon. Yeah, see, they ruptured my hamstring and put my hamstring in my knee. And, t- dude, like, it is the most painful thing I've ever gone yeah. through in my life. And, unfortunately, I got another <laughs> major one coming up. Um I'm not looking forward to it all. Well, before you touch on that real quick, because you obviously came back from it and your team your senior year, you guys won the MAC Conference Championship game. So what do you feel it took as a team to be able to win that? 
any advice to any college teams trying to win their conference championship? Yeah, man, like, it was a grind. It was really cool because our conference was, like, the third, number three, like, strength conference in the country. Um, we had Akron in there, who's, like, a Final Four appearing team almost every other year. Like, they're a great program. Yeah. Um, and we, <laughs> we were able to beat them on the road there at their place and it was like the most insane game ever we scored like 13 seconds left and won in overtime yeah every game we won i think in our conference we either were tied or came back from winning or from losing um to win it in the conference game we were down 1-0 tied at 1-1 down 2-1 tied at 2-2 and scored with like three minutes left in this like pouring rain with great fans <laughs> um it was incredible the first time we won the mac as a school we did it undefeated um we just put a lot of grind and grit into like like what he was saying with winning like you just got to take your mentality to the next level that was the biggest thing in college to me was getting comfortable with being uncomfortable in the weight room um failing learning to fail and like learning how to succeed from that um you gotta be mentally strong yeah you gotta you gotta be really you can't be like embarrassed about anything you gotta like go after things failing that's how you learn to be better so what was uh the mls draft like how do you how did that come about? And then just tell us about the injury that led you to ultimately hanging up the cleats yeah, and deciding uh, to move on. I had a really, like, interesting path of it all. So I went to the Columbus Crew and MLS team, um, Combine, right after school. Was fine, did really well, had an assist and scored out there. Felt like I did great. Um, the coach that was there is now the national team coach, Greg Berhalter, and, like, it was the next day he became the national team coach. So it was, like, great to play in front of him, do really well. Felt great. Went to Las Vegas with uh, five other MLS teams. Started feeling something weird in my knee. Didn't know what it was. Knew I didn't have time to deal with it because uh, the big combine was coming up in Orlando. Got down there and my knee started swelling up again after like two days. And they thought it was something really minor, this thing called a plica. It's like tissue that I'd maybe have to get removed. Um, Nothing super, super serious. Got my MRI, torn meniscus. All right, whatever. Um, Red Bulls called me. They were so cool about everything. They were like, look, your opportunity's here. Get healthy. Make your way here. Don't worry yeah. about rushing it. They were, they're great people. It's got to give you some closure a little bit. Yeah, man. They were just like, look, it's an injury. It happens. Come back. Well, then I go to my surgeon, and he's like, there's a bigger problem. Your articular cartilage is pretty much just fucked, and we're going to have to do surgery. It's nine to 16-month recovery with high re-injury risk. And I was like... Well, like how bad is that and he's like you could possibly need to like have serious knee problems and knee surgeries at age 30 you're not even doing recreational sports with your kids by then yeah and i was like well that sucks like yeah so so what's the deal so they they take my cartilage send it to a lab in boston they regrow the cartilage through stem cell research they put it back in and i can't play for like almost 16 months that's like hoping that i'm healthy you know so what I'm 25 trying to enter the league like it's just not very plausible with a with a high injury re-risk yeah so I never really felt great um at the combine you know I was like you see all these mock drafts when it's projected to go like first round um maybe early second round and like I knew when I got out there like that was going to change because I wasn't going to be able to do what I you know normally to do I was in a lot of pain um ended up going I think like 84th in the draft, which is like, you know, towards the bottom to a great club. They what they won the Supporter Shield last year, which is like the regular season title. Um, they're a great, great club, great people there. 
but uh yeah ultimately came down to like my general health and like what i wanted to do long term in life and you know like that's way more important than trying to chase the dream you know and it, yeah. it sucks to to say it and come to reality with it like basically within a week i went from going pro getting ready for preseason <laughs> to surgery to finding out i can't play anymore so But, you know, like, everybody's career comes to an end. Um, you know, D probably has something to speak on that, too. But, like, I'm just excited to, you know, be able to use that same energy somewhere else. Um, I'll keep training super hard. You know, we work out a boost and, like, yeah. try and, you know, go crazy in there. But, uh, yeah, it's just just come to an end. That's life, man. Well, uh, me and D Sout are about to go hit the links. Get a little tea time, but I want to wrap it up with this. Uh, you can fire quick answers. Try to give the best advice you can. Both of you, I want you to answer this. I got three questions for y'all. Okay. What is the biggest difference between the competition of high school and college soccer? Speed of play. Uh, yeah, speed of play. Same for it, football. Yeah, and and then you go from the level of like growing as a player to dog eat dog. Like you got to win championships. You know, it's a pro mentality when you get to college. Okay. What is one regret y'all have playing uh, from playing when you were younger in high school that you wish you could go back and change? Probably that that your freshman year, my yeah. sophomore year, like us just being immature and like not realizing how good of a team we yeah, had. Yeah, just like, realizing the moment that you're in and like it goes by so fast. Like, taking a little more serious. Like, yeah, just and, yeah, a Eric, more serious Eric went pro, Eric went pro a year later. Um, I'm sure he regrets the same. Like we could have easily been a nat like a state yeah. championship team with ease. So what what is y'all's biggest advice to give to soccer players entering high school? Entering high school, I would definitely say get a strength and conditioning program. I yeah. think that was big for me when I when physicality I is huge, even in high school, and it even picks up again in college. So I mean, yeah, finding you know some sort of workout routine, reaching out to somebody who diet. Yeah, diet. I didn't is change important. mine till college, and that was a big change. Injury prevention as well. I mean, just it yeah, all kind of little things, little yeah. things that like look at what the pros do and try and mimic just it as early care of your as body. possible. Yeah. Uh, lastly, how do you move on from playing a sport you love and playing all your life? Like mentally, how, how do you give yourself closure to be able to accept that? Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest thing, I mean, for me is just like finding new things to enjoy. Like, you know, oh yeah, for me, like golfing and now like weightlifting, like. It's just fine. I mean, you got to, everything will come to an end eventually, but like, it's just being able to reach out and experience new things and finding new things that you enjoy. I mean, that's kind of something that has helped me kind of take my mind off the game. Yeah, I think that's probably the best advice you can get there. Like, obviously, it's fresh for me. It's like seven days. Yeah, and Later, you never really get over just it. Just a but week. Yeah, I think I'll coach to try and stay in the game, help kids out, do it that way. Um, yeah, I like weightlifting as well with him. Love golfing when my knee's healthy again. I like to come whip your guys' ass. Yeah, uh, sure. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Well, uh, go ahead. Pl plug your Instagram. I don't know what your Instagram is, so these people can check you out and follow you. Uh, mine is at Joey Piacic, J-O-E-Y-P-I-A-T-C-Z-Y-C. Mine is D-Soud and then an underscore. Think. He five. doesn't even fucking D know. D-Sout underscore five, right? <laughs> no, I think I, I changed the five. <laughs> I think it's just D-Sout Retired and took the number out. Yeah, yeah. Dope. All right, boys. Well, thank you for uh, coming on. I'm sure that y'all will be on again. But, uh, hey, the future is bright for all hey, you guys. <laughs> all right, we'll see you, podcast. Thank you for listening.